0: Welcome to the Endoscope Podcast, where you read and hear new perspectives in the scope of different lenses. I am your host, Joshua M. Hicks, Senior Writer of War Media. Make sure to subscribe to War on Anchor, the home of the Endoscope Podcast, on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the TuneIn app. And follow me on social media at Hicks on Instagram, and J Hicks042 on Twitter. Also, make sure to check out the war media site at wearereagoradio.com to get all the hottest and latest content on all things sports. Again, this is Joshua M. Hicks, and welcome to the Skill podcast. Hope you enjoy the show. <music> in the scope with your boy Joshua M Hicks senior writer for war media and for those that are listening and not just listening but watching this on the YouTube which is of war media YouTube subscribe to that channel by the way that's where you get all the latest great great stuff including this special brother right here this pretty last game brother rocking the <laughs> lights rocking the real tight bulls shirt because the two things one it's actually warm in my house the heat mm. is on the cold weather so i'm gonna enjoy this short sleeve weather while i can in my house but Mm -hmm. on top of that it's also because we got a fire guest coming on our show and this guest is a big brother of mine one of my a1s been here from the jump he was shooting with me in the gym if y'all (laughs) wonder uh this guy he's he's done all he's done it all he's been on cltv sports feed he's been on 670 to score he's actually hosted shows on 670 score not just a guest appearance so you know this is a big time dude but on top of all that, he is known as the now the main host of the, D, of the Davis show. Please give it up for my big bro, Ken KD
1: Davis. What's up, KD? What's popping? What's popping? It's that Davis show. That Davis show. Just, that Davis show. That Davis show. I forgot to uh, yeah. show that guy. So Well, I, my, no, I, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted, actually wanted the Davis show, but it was taken on social media. So that's why we went with that Davis, because that Davis wasn't taken. I was going to go with the Davis show, well, uh, but then I just kept it along with what my um, uh, Twitter and Instagram has been. My Instagram and Twitter is that Davis with the S. So that's why I just made it that Davis show, just to get, get it with that. But yeah, you know, Demas uh, stepped away, and uh, we keep rocking it, and uh, you know, we're we'll going to see how how everything goes. But I'm definitely proud to see uh, everything that you're doing uh, in the media and outside the media your success and hopefully you I mean, not hopefully i know you'll definitely keep it up. So um yeah, you know what i'm saying uh around chicago right now. You know, I mean, i guess i know we're going to do bears later, which i guess we should be happy, which partially i am happy. But partially it's one of those things like um i don't know why i always use relationship analogies. It's like <laughs> you know, it's like we was both cheating on each other doing terrible things, but we're just going to make it work. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I'll even say this. We're going to make it work, and we're not even going to resolve the issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) it would be different if we went to get some counseling and sorted it out. You know what I'm saying?
0: We're just going to just leave it out there. and Just just,
1: just leave
0: it out there. We're not even going to sign the divorce papers. No,
1: no, no. Just so that's kind of the situation with the Bears. Seemingly having a chance to put themselves in the playoffs, and if they lose, still they have a chance that the Cardinals lose. Uh, to the Rams to put themselves in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's a tricky situation. And I think if you uh, followed anything um, that you've seen me on, like, you know, that David show, uh, Mondays and Fridays, I uh, sit in with uh, Sean Sierra on Sean and Maya. Um, so you can check out my thoughts on the Bears. It's usually Bears driven. Uh, but I haven't had a nice ch- chat, especially with someone who follows the NBA as hard as you. Not saying that you only follow one sport, but follows the NBA as hard as you about of the Bulls. Now, I say this, Josh, this preseason, it's funny. In the preseason, I was thirsting for Bulls games, right? They're like, ah, I gotta watch it, right? Recording it, watching it. And I found myself as the season first began, not watching it live as much and then having to go back and record, but not just having that uh ferocity when it comes to making sure that I'm, I'm on it as much, but I've definitely caught up with all my games. Uh, during the preseason, I felt like there was a, a breath of fresh air uh, in United Center and uh, at the uh, Advocate Center, you know, like it was funny to see. And it's the preseason, uh, but it was funny to see how a team that's basically the same team, without you know now with the addition of Patrick Williams, um, seemed like they was different from what they were in the past. Then the season started and reality hit, you know. <laughs> and, but partially also, you got to understand this is this is one of eight teams that has not played since last March. You know what I'm saying? Like these players have not gotten it. They haven't gotten any real run for the most part. I'm sure some of them have done some, some some type of uh, Drew, wherever they've been, maybe they've had some type of Drew League-esque stuff, not saying the Drew League itself. But um, they haven't had a lot of time with each other. You know what I'm saying? On top of that with a new coach and new systems and, and, and things of that nature. Uh, finally, they got that win against the Wizards who haven't won. And Russell Westbrook is like, I'm back to old Russ. Like I got to get a triple double, <laughs> regardless of how it affects wins and losses. I got to get a triple double. Um, I- I've seen some of the things. That I'm, some of the things that have stood out to me. I'm a huge Kobe White fan, uh, but I look at Kobe White and sometimes it's like, mm, and it's not from the talent aspect of it. It's just how far is he going to go with. Um, knowledge of the game to a certain extent you, like one thing and i'll say and i know i've seen um on um uh, according to a source with uh chris case and sean davis mm-hmm. and uh brian crawford and i know bc has mentioned it but one thing and and, and when and there's one thing to mention but one thing i can say about uh kobe white that i always pay attention to and this i used to be like this with ben gordon back in the days looking up and now you play basketball looking up like it's something, and I don't know what it is about some players. Like when I was a kid playing basketball, uh, especially this is say street ball, it'd be nothing for me to throw a pass down the entire court, you know i saying, or whatever the length, quote unquote, the court was, uh, to throw it ahead, you know what I'm saying? Because for the most part, my eyes were always up when I got the ball. I was usually I was rebounding a lot. My eyes were always up, and those are that. That's the one thing that I look at when I'm looking at a player that you are empowering to be the primary facilitator. We know Zach definitely has facilitated in the past. You have Tomas Sadaransky and uh, Garrett Temple, but still you're saying when you didn't bring in uh, a facilitator in this offseason, And I like, to be honest with you, I'll say this too. I like the fact that they didn't bring in a facilitator in this off season Because I don't want a new organization, I don't want a new regime to feel like they're in a win now mode for what other fools have done in the past. Because you're hamstringing that new regime if you're telling them, hey, we know you're new and these guys have haven't been doing their job uh to the max, but you need to start winning in a year and a half, two years when they may have to redo majority of the stuff that these guys have done over the last decade or so. So I like to I like the fact that they're like, you know, in a wait and see mode, let's see what we got so we can find out what we need. So let's put Kobe at the point. Cause if he can't, if he can't do it, we even know we got to go out and get a point guard. You know know he can score, but in all fairness, we know we have to get a point guard if Kobe can't do it. Um, Let's see what Laurie can do. We know Laurie hurt his calf again for the second time this season, so who knows what's going to happen. I'll say this switching off to Laurie. This is one of my thoughts watching the game, the Washington game, and I had this with Laurie really in season two. I really felt the Bulls – jump the curve and trying to um, thicken Lori up. mean, this this, Let me not take anything away from the fact that Lori doesn't have enough dog in him. Like That's that's right here with Lori, number one. Lori doesn't have enough F you, give me the ball. You know what I'm saying? Look, look no, I'm talking about not even on the other side of the court. I'm talking about taking the ball out like, ah, give me that real quick, right? Like I remember his rookie year watching the rookie sophomore game and be like, Lori, go get the ball. You can dribble. Go get the ball. But um, Lori, I feel like he's lost his flexibility when I watch him. He's real. And not to say that he was like super flexible, and admirable at first, but he's really angular. You know what I'm saying now? And I feel like that first year, and I always go back to, and it's a small sample size, but that Golden State game, day, the Bulls barely lost to Golden State this past weekend, where I saw him, Get low, like Floyd Mayweather has this thing where, if you watch boxing, where he gets in the pocket, where he gets on your hip, right? Like a lot of guys run around the ring scared. Like, for instance, like physically, Roy Jones Jr. is more of an ab, a better talent physically than Roy Jones than Floyd Mayweather. He would jump in and jump out. For somebody that people would be like, well, Floyd, he don't want to get hit. For somebody doesn't want to get hit, Floyd would basically put his hip to your hip and dodge you hitting him he wouldn't be going around in the ring or doing anything like you know what I'm saying necessarily like that he would and that's what i remember seeing Lori do to kevin durant where they were playing to go to state warriors in the united center and i'm like shorty getting getting low with kd like you know like he's deep you know like when you d somebody up you know what i'm saying like i'm like shorty he's not kind of just trying to d him up No, no no he was in the defense right or the block that he got on, uh, on on Steph Curry when Steph Curry had fallen to the ground, and he hit the ball back in his face, basically. Right, Lori to me was 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 flexible. I don't think because I, and another thing too, this I, I never really liked the thought of like yeah, he's gonna play some five. Now I get playing five in a small ball era because let's just say all right, it's um it's in this quarter there's three minutes left. Let's just move Lori to the five. But when we're like the plan is at times he has to play five. That never rung well with me because he's not a rim protector. You know what I'm saying? It's never, there's never been his game. So basically you're saying the rim's going to be open. I've always looked at it being more of a guy that would swing between three and four, but primarily basically be a four. Um, a Zach is, I'm just going off on this. I don't know. Um, it's funny. Uh, you know, shout out to our, our buddy, Tony at NBC Chicago. I saw uh Bulls beat writer, well, not even beat writer, but MEC Chicago, Casey Johnson, who, since I've been a kid, well, not even a kid, but a grown up, covering the Bulls, talk about you know Zach and how long is he going to lose, which, you know, when you start seeing people close to the organization make those statements, usually those statements have kind of coming around and the player's kind of thinking about it. I think that when you're in a situation with, for instance, Zach and the player that Zach is, that... I, and, and I've been a person in the past I'm like, man you got to see what you can get for him I don't necessarily feel that as much because I feel like I've seen growth in him but the real problem is can you get a 1 a because really you need a one really y'all need like a a swing guy who can just score and that Zach is the guy that sometimes is one sometimes is two and then, let the rest of this be the base around it or move parts around and build a base around it. Because looking around the league, how many Zachs can you really get? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how many, like, just, I was in my head, I might ask you this, Josh. So when I just said, uh, and it kind of applies to the Josh, I mean, the Zach situation. I was like, damn, if the Bulls could only get like a small four who can shoot, but also could bang some in the post, it could really kind of help them. And I started going through my, my mind, I'm like, well, who are the small fours? Dog, if you asked me five, six years ago, I could run down about seven small fours where I'd be like, man, LeBron, KD, so on and so forth or whatever. After I got past LeBron and KD, I mean, I'm also just looking for people that are can score, you know what I'm saying? And just looking at guys that were like, who are the perennial all-stars? And I honestly, my mind had drawn a blank, right? And I had to all, the, the, the player that I had to go to was actually like, like okay, who's up and coming? And uh, he, I mean, he isn't it, it proven, but it was like Michael Porter Jr. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying, give me, now you tell me, maybe I'm blanking out. Who are the top scoring small fours in the NBA today? Top scoring. Yeah, top scorers.
0: Look, look KD, Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron got to put Kawhi up there. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on if you view maybe someone like a Paul George
1: as a small forward. Don't you bring him into this conversation, sir? <laughs> first of all, this conversation—you will not listen. I'm, listen. If you're talking I, about scoring, I thought about him and I was like, "Dude, like we really listen. We really want to mess this up, right? That's what we're really <laughs> saying. Wow, well, you want to mess the Bulls up? Let me tell you. First, you start off with train for Paul George, right? Like, because I thought about him, right? And but. Like, there, there there, were, I feel like, about five, six years ago, like, you know, when Rudy Gay was younger, like, there mm-hmm. were small forts to be had, and they're really not. And you're not even in the league where there's a plethora of shooting guards. Now, there's more shooting guards, I think, now than there were, like, five years ago, because shooting guards have kind of disappeared for a certain amount of time. But I, I'm in the fear now of, and it's the worst part, if you get, like, you already – right now how it looks, your lottery team. Let's just be honest, it's early though. It's really early, thanks to turnaround. Uh, you got 72 games this season. If the pandemic uh, doesn't get crazy, we, we got to see what type of bubble they go to when they, when they release the second half of the schedule or whatever this this year. But now I'm to the point where it's like, you may want to hold out. And I also thought this when it comes to Zach. And now this is on Zach though. Zach can get a three-year extension, but Zach's three-year extension, I don't want to say it's minute when you're talking about $20 million and and up, but when you look at some of these other contracts, it's low. It's low money. You're talking about like 21, 23, 26. You know what I'm saying? Where... That's basically five years you have him locked in that to me makes him attractive to other teams because mm-hmm. you got Zach locked in at rates of players that have put in uh, players that have proven that uh, I don't want to say proven because some people will say he hasn't proven because he hasn't been on the one team, but players that have shown the amount of talent that he's shown get paid more money than that. So I mean, I wouldn't, and I thought about this in the summertime, I wouldn't have been against extending them because I think it gives you more power in dealing him because you're not giving him to a team and be like, you got two years, figure it out. He like, you got five years. And I mean, ever since the, the ACL, for the most part, he hasn't been injury prone here. Not to say he hasn't been nicked up, but it hasn't been a problem where you can clearly say, like, man, Zach Levine is an injury prone player, um, looks healthy or whatever, is definitely getting out. On, on, on ball defense continuing from last season, uh, what you see him doing, not to say that would be great, but at least you should keep to see the effort. Um, but if you had someone to go alongside him, I think you can really have something and even unlock him a little bit more. But I also say this, and this is the problem. This is really why when I was thinking about it, I would prefer it be a vet, someone who could show the way. But like I was just saying to you, where are these vets at? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't necessarily see them, um, but I had a lot more hope in the preseason. It was was four games, so just let you know how foolish I am. uh, That the season will start better than it has started so far. I've uh, been a Billy Donovan guy since Florida. Um, and it's gonna take a minute, you know what I'm saying? But th- I think the questions are um one, what who is Kobe White? You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be solved right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you talk about he only had one year in North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? One year in North Carolina, he didn't get the start till the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm so like it's you he hasn't even had enough run. To really know who he is, so like I said at the beginning, I'm happy the decision was was made to put the ball in his hand to find out because clearly he's a talent, but is he a talent that can be the lead dog on a, a playoff bound team? That I, I think that's the question. Or you know, like you've heard uh, Jason Goff say, I think he's the first person that basically said that he may end up being a Lou Williams type. You know what I'm saying? Which that there's definitely a chance look at a guy that can score as fast and get into the lane can shoot. Um, how much does he, how much does he want to evolve? And how much can he evolve? We know he's a gym rat. That's one thing since being here, hearing about him working out with his brother after games. we know he's definitely a gym rat. We know it seems definitely like he's a positive influence. And you look at that with his relationship with Patrick Williams. Um, I like the fact that Patrick Williams is starting. Mm-hmm. I like that they're not because, because again, what are we trying to do here? And, and, and it makes me feel good that the communication between the front office and the head coach, because you would think Billy Donovan doesn't want to be in a complete rebuild, but he's kind of in that to, but it's a rebuild. It's not like where he was with OKC with knowing like we're about to trade all of this and start from, we're about to break it down to the studs. It's we're kind of past that. We have, we've accumulated some talent that we may be able to move to bring something in so we can hasten the pace in this rebuild, but you see that the the communication is open because in all fairness, Patrick Williams shouldn't be starting. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a Patrick Williams guy. No, I'm a Patrick Williams guy. Right. I'm just saying if if, if you're talking about winning basketball, right. And I know because I don't think Patrick Williams is the defender right now that we've been promised with him coming out of Florida state. Right. Like I actually think his offense is slightly ahead of his defense right now.
0: Yeah, this minute. offensive game has been very surprising for me. His, yeah. his comfortability to be able to – he knows where his limits are.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's
0: been able to get comfortable and just literally perform how he knows he can perform. And that's one of the very intriguing things of from, coming from a rookie at that young of an age as well is the fact that he knows where his spots are. He knows where his limits are. So he's going to perform at the highest rate and the most efficient rate of where his actual spots are on the court. That's, that's something that's very rare. For a rookie mm-hmm. at that
1: age, definitely. So I, but look, I watched when when it came out. I did a deep dive into the tape, dude. I mean, I did a deep dive, brother, <laughs> and I came away. I came away feeling good, actually, mm-hmm. when I watched the tape because I saw his natural skills. I saw he can dribble. I saw that he he had great mechanics in his shot. Uh, I saw his his willingness to defend. I saw all of that. I don't know how far he's gonna go with that. But when I when you got to the fourth pick in the draft, outside of those other three guys, well, let me say now the other three guys, and I mean, I I probably would have taken Edwards, but some of the stuff coming out with Edwards and some of the things that came out of his mouth, and that you shouldn't, but it kind of made me like, okay, I don't know about this, right, Shorty? Sure, like you you're doing too much, right? But when it came to Wiseman, it came to Ball, I I would have I would have been in on both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it, but it came to. Uh, 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 What's the kid's name last night with them, The other night with the Washington, uh, the, 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 Denny. When it oh, came Denny. to Denny, let me go yeah. with Denny. All right, <laughs> when it came to Denny, and I mean I saw some of the stuff watching the Denny tape where you can see that you know Shuddy has you know he can't sh- he he can, sh- he can shoot he can shoot he's not consistent you know what I'm saying but when you look at the fact that his free throw shooting was horrendous that doesn't tell you that he's going to become a natural shooter when he's in the league we know that those two things correlate um, but I I wasn't necessarily sold on Denny. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So to, to have someone that had to me has more upside to him, it was appealing. But if you were really and I know we can say like, for instance, yeah, you don't want Otto be out there because of these minutes. You can still limit all minutes and put in Patrick Williams.
0: I mean, right? That's what, right. I mean, that's what the Florida State coach said, Coach Hamilton. He said that, yeah, he, Patrick Williams never started, but he was always the closer. He was yeah. always in that lineup where he finished games. And that's where the your biggest moments count. Most importantly, when it comes to stealing those games, So you that's a very good point. He easily could have done that.
1: But when what we see though, and you look at the, the last game where you got Garrett out, Garrett Temple out there, Sadarinsky and uh, and Otto, that they're, they're they got the vets out there closing, which they for the most part they should. You got to get these kids out there to get a taste of that too to know what they got to do, you know, situations, but still, you don't want to just rack up L's. But I, with the point that I was making. I like that they're starting him because one you're giving him some real pro minutes to find out what you have, because in all fairness, the most important thing to a certain degree, it is important to get to the playoffs because these players haven't been to the playoffs. So I don't want to be little getting into the playoffs, but you need to with a new regime, know what hell you have mm-hmm. and nothing can set you back more than jumping ahead of yourself and thinking that's who you are, than finding out who you are. Because you can sit there and get to the playoffs and think, you know what, we're young, uh, we're young to come a team. And then a year later found out, oh man, that was a blip and an outlier. That really isn't who we were. We just got hot that year during that stretch. And if we would have known that, we would have we would have handled this differently. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that to me is like, I like the fact that Arturis and Mark, are, are, and, and also Billy Donovan, are, they are focused in on what do we have here and taking time to do it. Not coming in here like, man, this is mine. I'm going to, no, no, there's some talent here, but let's find out what this talent is capable of and how far can it go and doesn't necessarily blend with what we want to do moving forward. So I, those are the things like from the outside look again, I, I like, I like that they're making those moves and giving those players the tick they deserve, but also at the end of the games, trying to win some of those games too. Um, so I like that, but I, I would have, I would prefer, and even though I want a lottery pick. Let me not lie, because this draft <laughs> is going to be better. Like this is a better draft. I want a lottery pick. I don't know if it's going to be the Kuzagga kid who first night out I swear he blew it out his knee and Achilles. Yep. All right, right, and uh, um, or the 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 uh, the Graham kid. But I'm just saying, I I I definitely. Uh, and I was looking at a mock draft the other day. It was crazy. I was looking at the mock draft for 2022. And they had the Bulls as the second pick. Getting the second pick. And I was like, damn, this got worse." It got that much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, listen, look, and I'll be honest. I wouldn't be upset with two years in the lottery. That that's about it, though. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be, because I do, the, part of bringing in what we, what we think, part of bringing in Arturus Karnasovas and Mark Eversley is the fact that we think they're builders through the draft too, particularly Cardus right? Mm-hmm. I want to use that. If this is one of his talents, I want to see that implied implemented on the team that I care for. So, especially when you're at like, it'll be different. We're not talking about a team that's winning, like, man, you know what we'll need to do? They the tennis this thing down and get into the lottery. No, no, no. We're talking about a team that's a lottery team now, right? right. <laughs> that and definitely you want to, you want to, you want to get better. You want to be the 10th. Temp- 10th team uh in the east to get into the playing tournament you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. to get stuff like that and then you would hope that because the lottery has been condensed as far as how heavy it was at the top that maybe you can luck up and jump to the top that's kind of even more what i'm saying i i definitely don't want to have the second worst record you know so i'd rather have the 10th right, <laughs> or the 9th, right? you know i i, I don't want to see them necessarily do that but again we, we, I think you always have to look at the fact that this has never been a team that brought in uh, premium free agents in their front. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully the front office can change that. Um, but also that's going to have to take a second, but hopefully the front office can change that. But in knowing that you have to build like some other teams that don't bring in free agents. Now, I don't want to just say small market team because there's some decent sized markets where you'd like Philadelphia. How many free agents have you seen go to Philadelphia? It's not a small market team. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's, there's definitely. Listen, when, when the, the when the, the, um, the Sonics were in Seattle, you know, like, how many? I'm talking about elite. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many big time free agents did you see end up going there? You know what I'm saying? So you can't just say necessarily. Houston, look, look, listen, yep. Houston's the third. The, we they, they are own our ass. Fourth and third largest of uh, population wise in the country, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you see? Be like, you know what? I'm going to Houston when and free agency commences. You know, I mean, some markets, and that's a warm market climate too. So, you know, the excuse of it always being where no one's going to come to South Dakota. No, they don't even come to New York. All right, to say the least. Now there's reasons, ownership alone, but still, you know what I'm saying? So until you can prove yourself, because I I do think the brand is strong enough that if you prove like, man, listen, we win it. People gonna be like, that brand is strong. I look, and and I mean, everything else is going now. Like D. Rose has, if there was a stigma of coming behind Jordan, Derek Rose ended that stigma. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and unfortunately, due to the fact that Derek, uh, Derek hurt himself, it's not even like the, the glare of, of Derek is going to hurt you if you decide to come here. So the brand, the Bulls brand, is powerful, but there's nothing behind it. Or I put it like this: players, a free agent player, is asking you. Can you protect and not just protect, but uplift, uplift, my legacy? That's what when I sign to your organization, because I'm I'm listen, I'm KD right now. I'm one of the greatest players, I'm one of the greatest scores ever, one of the greatest players ever, right? But what I'm asking you to do is strengthen my legacy. All right. And that's that's what play, that's what big time players are asking organizations to do. All right, not just don't mess it up, but can you strengthen my legacy to where 10, 15 years from now, people are like, damn, look at so-and-so, right? On top of that, he played there. That's what they're looking for. And the Bulls haven't proven to anyone they can strengthen your legacy. So why would I trust them with my with seven of my prime years when y'all are out here seeming lost in the woods? You know what I'm saying? Like So that's once they can prove that they are a, a team that's reputable and you can trust in the fact that they're going to do what they need to do when they make these great decisions, yeah, it's cold here. But it's a, if you own Chicago, it's a whole type of different vibe. You know what I'm saying? And In all fairness, no one's really owned. Derek had it for a second. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's funny, we, was talking about, uh, we, we always talk about, man, if they boot with it, the Bears had drafted uh, Deshaun Watson. Because, again, with the Patrick Mahomes coming out of uh, Texas Tech, no one knew. Andy Reid got him straight. I think Sean Payton could have done it in Kyle Shanahan. But no one knew he was going to turn into that, right? You'd be a liar. Mm-hmm. But just think about thick chain Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson was the Chicago Bear quarterback. He would be on all the commercials you would see. You know what I'm saying? Like it would be crazy how people, if he was doing what he does in Houston with our defense, right, mm-hmm. and a better a better of, a lot of allotment of players around him than they have down there on offense, right? He would he would be the biggest star in Chicago. The Cubs, you could say Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo kind of had had it but they didn't ha- they didn't have it have it like that you know what I'm saying and Chicago's looking for that dude you know what I'm saying like it's open for and it's, it's actually, it actually could be open for several dudes but it doesn't have that dude and right. that that's what our tourists and Mark and Billy Donovan have to really prove unless they're going to do it all through the draft that you know what come here now maybe they got to get somebody an NBA player who has the connections with all the all the great players? You know what I'm saying? We see that all the time. Now, Zach, you know, not I'm, I'm not putting this on Zach, you know what I'm saying? because um, again, you look at the small sample size, uh, Zach coming out of UCLA, being in Minnesota, who's he around in Minnesota, really just towns and wiggins, you know, like who can he build? Like, I don't I don't even know anything. I've heard very little about his AAU team, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you you know, it all comes to stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just looking at it, I like the direction, but it seems like that if you had any hope that this was going to be a different season, uh, win-wise, I guess that's what I should say. and I should I should um, compartmentalize it. Win-wise, it doesn't necessarily seem like that. But I do think they are doing well so far with what they're trying to figure out with what they're doing. Too.
0: Yeah, most definitely. and But that's also why you brought in people like Mark Eversley; those connections. You know what I mean? He has those Nike connections. Arturis is a over seas guru when it comes to scouting and talent. Um, mm-hmm. it's one of the, one of the attributes, attributes that he's known for. Billy right. Donovan. Players love Billy Donovan. Um, they've been very open about that and even Bradley Bill who played for him, you know, he's a superstar <laughs> that may be on the move. Uh, you know, he, he he loves Billy. Bill and, and me n- knowing of Bradley Bill, he does have family in the shy. So really? he does. I didn't know that. Yeah, he has he has uh, some family in the shy. So because okay. of that, he's familiar with Chicago. So it's like what I'm saying, you talk about Zach. If they don't feel high on Zach, do you pull that type of trigger?
1: Uh, Bradley Bill is a better player than Zach would be. Um but Zach hasn't been given a chance. Zach didn't have John Wall with him. Um I did I felt like and see and this is another thing. That team was actually the team I was talking about when I was talking about you have a hot year and you think you're ascending. And I knew it the year they did it, uh, when they had Paul Pierce there and he shot the shot and he was like, they was like, did you call Glass? He was like, I called Gay. <laughs> um, they let they didn't resign uh, Paul Pierce. And I, I, that was always a mistake because you needed that type of veteran, especially when you have young, uber-talented players like that. And someone to say, like, look at the big three. We had to figure it out. You know, so I know you guys are younger than that, but you guys have even more of a chance to do something because you're so young together already. You know what I'm saying? That Mm -hmm. if you figure out how to play with one another, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like Bradley Bill had someone, he's better than Zach, but I don't know if Bradley Bill being a bull, what's the huge difference in Bradley Bill, Bill being a bull? Now, if you told me that I could have Zach and Bradley Bill, then I would be, I, my ears will percolate a little bit more, even if, though they basically play the same position as far as, neither one of them is a, a small four, but hey, we can make it work. You know what I'm saying? In this NBA, you know what I'm saying? Neither one is a small four, but when you talk about you have that much firepower, and due to the fact both of them can shoot for the perimeter, the spacing that you would have, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you just had put some more pieces around them, they, you're moving, but if you're telling me, and again, Bradley Bill's a better player than Zach, um, if you're telling me I'm just swapping Zach for Bradley Bill, I don't know how far uh, we're going. And then on top of that, and I brought this up with, with Zach's contract, man, Bradley Bill got a different type of contract. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He got a contract contract. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're talking about at the end of that, you're going to be – listen, at the end of that deal, let's just hypothetically say, if you sign Zach to an extension, a three-year extension, right, at the end of Zach's three-year extension, I think he may be making upper the upper 20s, right, Bradley does would make a forty million dollars. It's two sacks basically, as far as how much he's getting paid. Yeah. So I'm not again now. If you're telling me, and I'm not saying that again that I that this is this is a, a move. You're telling me you're gonna get someone is like a, 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 a the beard uh, James Harden, right? Which with an enormous contract, but you can see what damn near by himself, even though he's had to play alongside of him, what he could do in the West. And you extrapolate to that what he could do over here in the East. Yeah, I could see that that, 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 that there's apples and oranges to him and Zach, really, with that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, there's, you know, but you, he doesn't want to come here because he's tired of losing, or not even losing, but just not winning at all. And um, it's just, it, you're in a situation where your best bet is to evaluate what you have, to really evaluate what you have, and then go forth and see what you necessarily need and what you may need to give up on this roster to acquire. What you need because you listen, you got Kobe. If Kobe, like, if he's part of the future, if he's not, you got Kobe, you got Lori, especially if you can rehab uh, some of Laurie's market value. You got finally, I, I guess, the last couple games, and you know how I feel about Wendell. <laughs> you know, because it's so, it was blowing my mind this, uh, dude, you know, he was running a point guard at, at North Carolina in high school, right? Where Wendell's gonna be, listen, Wendell's gonna be the fulcrum for the offense, right? He's gonna be shooting threes, he's gonna be out on the arc and the offense is sometimes going, it was like, what the hell are you talking about, right? And now you see, since Windows went back to being in the paint, he's got two double-doubles, right? Like, <laughs> stop playing, that's not his, that's not his game. Like, that's, the, like, listen, you would, you, look, would, you, it's funny. We would see, and you, you're a baller, we'd be like, man, Windows handle is, is nice. You know, to be his height, he got a little sweet handle. You ain't never in your life said that about Wendell Carter, right? Like, man, you <laughs> got a little sweet handle to him, man. You see, those passes. Dog, did you see that? No, look, did you see? Dog, that bounce pass, he hit right there too. Like, so when you're trying to tell me now that, and I mean, it was in all the media reports in Chicago, that office going to be right through Wendell. Wendell's going to be like playing point center sometimes, whatever. It was like, yeah, okay. I'm happy that it seems like for the time being they went, because that's not his game. You like push Shorty down there low, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let him hit the 15 footer if he's 15 foot away. Let him get the putbacks if he let him sit there and dive to the basket and cut, yeah. And then listen, if if if, if in that he's doing well, it expands. Then great. But you're not even trying to get the best out of him for what necessarily his skill set is because that wasn't the skill set I saw. And I saw him and Bagley at uh at, at Duke that one year or whatever. And it was never—I know his shooting was better there, particularly from the perimeter. But it was never one of those things where you was like, "Man, Wendell, boy, if they can really unlock." Now I know they gave Bagley a lot, especially they had to change the defense because Bagley couldn't play defense there uh, when they was at Duke or whatever. But still, I didn't ever saw that with Wendell. Wendell, would that necessarily? I think that. So I mean, again, put them in the best position. But you—you you, one thing you can discard packs. But they didn't leave the cupboards bare. You know, there's definitely there's talent here to either grow with or use to bring in more talent. So I mean, they, they, this there's some hope, but um, we're gonna find out because I mean, to be honest with you, and um, one thing is that you, the people that you have running your organization, or well, Mark Eversley is definitely making some calls, but it falls on our tourists, and this is the first time it fell on our tourists to where he is the last say so. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, we can have hope that things are gonna go well because it's different, but we're still gonna have to find out the truth. You know what I'm saying? And right now it's the honeymoon period, but um, at least for, unless something, something happens, you know, on court or off court, um, I would think this year, unless they just, well, I think even if they're extremely bad this year, people won't, won't be happy, but they'll still give them a pat. It'll fall, I bet you, partially, some people will break up with these guys in charge. It'll fall on the old regime. But after this season, you're going to have to either show direction in uh, um, personnel moves or show direction in the fact that they're winning more basketball games.
0: Everybody listening right now, you're listening to host of
1: That Davis
0: Show. Ken Davis. (laughs) (laughs) My brother. My my man. Let's transition to these these Bears, man, because all of a sudden, now they want to start winning. Uh, You bring Mitch back, and dude is – Gotta, gotta get credit where it's due, dude's balling and you know there's so much uncertainty uncertainty with the Bears now that it's like okay if they win Sunday, they're in the playoffs mm-hmm. a part of me doesn't like that <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, a part of me really does not like that
1: Okay, but, I feel you, I feel you totally <laughs> like. I feel you bro
0: yeah, But at the same time, it's like, okay, if not Mitch, just, then who else?
1: Just enjoy it, man. Enjoy so it's us. like. I'm with you. Do I want them to get into the playoffs? No. Because they're going to be lying and telling us that everything's fine. Right. And we know you lost six games in a row, right? Your coach ego would not allow him to remove himself to allow the team, for the team's betterment, right? Like, if he it wouldn't. It would like, you had to lose that much for him to finally be like, Charlie like, man, this is what I like to do. And he didn't even do it well in Kansas City. He or do it enough right. to well in Kansas City where he's just like, this is my toy. I, I, this is my toy. It's my toy. I got to play with it. Also knowing that that was quote unquote supposed to be his worth, right? Uh, Bill Lazor, uh, I thought after the first game, I saw a difference. And it, was, it wasn't huge because he was getting used to it with what he was going to do. But you saw rhythmic, rhythmically, you saw the difference in the first game. thought a lot of people didn't pick up on that. And then by the third game, you really saw the difference in the play call when it comes to uh, the, the personnel who's out there and wh- he's trying to play to the to the, uh, the the talents of the personnel, like Mitch. Just having Mitch out there opens up the run game, right? Because yeah. Mitch can run, you know what I'm saying? So that it, it opens up the run game. So now you see David Montgomery is, is out here killing it. You know what I'm saying? There's at times where I'm looking at David Montgomery like you straight. I know you tough as nails, right? I don't know if you're a bell cow, but right now you can say he's a bell cow. You know, I still think they should have two legitimate running backs, not and I, I'm a Cordero Patterson fan, right? But not David Montgomery, Cordero Patterson, or not even David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen. David Montgomery, some so and so vet, Tariq Cohen, you know what I'm saying? It's your guys and your because guys get hurt. You know what I'm saying? You look, look at the fact that they did with Mike Davis last year. They basically didn't give him a chance and he didn't went over there and covered for Christian McCaffrey. Now the Panthers aren't doing anything, but you wouldn't have thought that Mike Davis could perform the way he performed instead for injured Christian McCaffrey. You just let him, you signed him and you just got rid of him. Just to prove a point that David Montgomery was the guy. He's the guy. He's going to show he's the guy. You don't have to try to line everything up to help him become the guy. Let him win the job and become the guy. Um, Brian Pace should go. Um, Ted Phillips can go. I, the Ted Phillips thing is always like the mob. I don't know where the connects and the ties go. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of just like, it's, it's very mobby ish You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you know, you, does, is he speaking on it? Is he not speaking on it? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he put the hit out or not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, uh, Matt Nagy's a fraud. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say that. I'm a person who yeah. love, I've been a Matt Nagy, I was a Matt Nagy guy. Guy D wasn't right. I was Matt Nagy. Guy D was right. Um, but people was like, Man, you got mad neck. Listen, Matt Nagy has not proven any. I don't don't think he's a a terrible CEO, but I don't even think CEO wise, he's totally CEOing. Because I mean, it's it's different to be like, Yeah, I got a defensive coordinator, I let him call the plays compared to I don't touch the defense. There's a difference in that, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like. A, a guy that's like, yeah, I let him call the players, he still comes out and he's like, listen, I'm looking for this at times. You need to do this. A guy that's like, I don't touch the defense is just like, yeah, you do that, and I'm focused over here on that. You know what I'm saying? So you're not really CEOing totally. You know what I'm saying? But some CEOs do totally delegate. They know that they have a weakness or something. They get somebody that can sit there and do that job, and that's looked at as also being, being a good CEO. Um, but I, I feel like someone should have to pay for what took place this year because truth be said – you can't win a Super Bowl with this team. Yeah. And you built this defense to win a Super Bowl. If the Bears get in the playoffs, depending on who they play in the first round, they may be able to beat somebody if they can score 30 points. I'm going to tell you that right now. Like, I'm not scared of the Saints like that. Only, like, our only team in the NFC I'm scared of is the Pack. I'm not scared of Russell Wilson like that because his defense sucked. And Russ, I don't know if Sierra was out in the middle of the night or something. Something don't seem right over there with Russ over like the last <laughs> five six games, right? He's some, sort of, and, and, and I think it's really the defenses that figured him out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? From because he was the MVP uh, five six games ago, he was the MVP. Now, you know, he has times when he rises to the occasion, but when he was just on that next level alone, basically, uh, perhaps with uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, but they've now separated themselves from him. Um, you know, like I'm not afraid of that team. You know what I'm saying? Because the Bears the Bears can put up 30 points against, depending on uh, Jamal Adams' health, but the Bears can put up 30 points against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And I think the Seattle Seahawks can score 30, but I mean, I, if the Bears can get enough pressure, they may be able to even squeak that game out. If, if With Drew Brees, the only, only thing that helps Drew Brees is that the Bears be playing him in the Superdome. You know what I'm saying? Like, compared to if they had him out here in the elements in Chicago. But I'm not afraid of Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? So... Like, they, 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 this is different from, like, if you look at um, a team like Kansas City, you know what I'm saying? I'll even say this. even And I know they're not the same team as they were when they were undefeated, even a team like Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, I feel like those four wideouts with Pittsburgh could probably create some trouble for the Bears. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like in the, in the AFC, there's more teams that you're like, you know what? I don't necessarily want that smoke or, you know what I'm saying, compared to in the NFC, I think the only team is uh, is Green Bay. And Green Bay's defense isn't necessarily elite, but I feel like the Bears have proven they can't get enough pressure on Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers is not getting Aaron Rodgers can get pressure, he's still going to beat you. But if you're not even putting a palm on him, he's going to do what he has to do. But at the end of the day, even if the Bears do succeed, I know they're going to sit there and, and, and cover – uh, and one because of the pandemic, and no one want to pay for someone to do a job they're not doing. Um, I think at least Matt Nagy have to pay for it to place this year. I do believe both of them, if not all three of them, because um, I don't know how the family's relationship with Ted Phillips is. Mm-hmm. I've, but I feel like Ryan Pace has had one winning season his, inter- his entire the entirety of his time here in Chicago. Like unless, mind you, if they beat Green Bay. What they nine and seven if they beat Green Bay, so that's two winning seasons, right? Right, but if they go eight and eight and still make it to the playoffs because the Cardinals lose, and that's against a, a Rams team with a backup in, but Jared Goff ain't doing nothing right now anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, that if, if, if that happens and you have one winning season, why is he here, you know? Like, just this, it's and I feel like again, to use the relationship analogies in Chicago, we're used to being in bad relationships and making excuses on why we stay. And I, I, I hate to say it, it's like, he used to hit me with a closed fist, but now he uses his open hand. So it's not as bad as bad, but I'm still being <laughs> abused. And I mean, that's nothing, I shouldn't make light of domestic violence because it's not funny. Yeah. Uh, but just but just still, we're used to, like we make excuses for why our teams can't spend money, right? That's not even our money, right? That's true. But we'll we're, but we're make an excuse like, man, but you know, and it's just like, no, they're in this profession. They need to be doing them what they can do best to, to succeed and, and, and to, to make sure that their team is, is better than adequate is in contention. Um, so I, to me, they're going to make an excuse for it. But when you look at the fact, and this is another thing too, not just those six games, <laughs> excuse me. The beginning of the season, those five wins were the most stressful five wins I've ever experienced in my life. Being embarrassed, And you never felt comfortable when you were watching those games. It didn't feel like, man, we up. This is a wrap. Well, in a lot of times you're coming back it, like now, and of course we want them to lose, but now like this last few games because they're scoring, you're like, oh, okay, this, this game is about over. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you see the, 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 um, the other team's offense, you know, they score a little bit, but then they're struggling and score a little bit. And so, you know, through that rhythm that they're not going to be able to get put up 37 points like the Bears. The Bears defense isn't going to allow them to um, to catch up, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But still, what happened to this initially in a year? What about last year? Last year, and again, Laser wasn't here that's a blown year. What about the fact that Matt Nagy never consistently put Mitchell Trubisky in the best situation? Yeah. Like, because, I mean, it's not that Mitch is perfect, but you can win some games with him is what's been shown. Like, you could, and again, maybe not. maybe it is. Maybe he needs to get benched before he can really lock in, lock in, too. You know what I'm saying? But still, what has Matt Nagy proven that he deserves more chances? Because I, I feel like he's been given the best chances. And if I was Ryan Pace, because I know Ryan Pace has to be happy because his biggest blunder is Mitch. And right now it's like, well, maybe it's not a blunder. You know, maybe I right. still made a mistake, but it's not a blunder. You know what I'm saying? If Mitch can go out here and, and be the quarterback on a winning team, you know what I'm saying? So like that, those are the things when I look at this Bears team, I don't expect them because what Green Bay has to play this week to secure up the number one bye, uh, since the only there's only one by both divisions. Uh, So I don't expect him to be green Bay. I mean, listen, this could get out of hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you really got to think what you look at what Aaron Rodgers has been doing of late. This ish can get out of hand. But the thing was, and he, he was killing uh, early uh, in the year. I I was listen. I want to draft him because I can't mess with no tiny quarterback, but I had been enamored with what Kyler Murray was doing this year. He looked like he literally looks like a human joystick out there with a cannon on his arm right mm-hmm. but one when he started to get tagged up first it was his shoulder you know what i'm saying then he got hit up last week and all the plot we he was giving Chris kingsbury for kind of figuring it out it's the pros and they didn't they did figured you out too outside of your little quarterback getting nicked up um so the bears may luck into it because the cardinals haven't been the cardinals um really the last few weeks you know what i'm saying and they may back their way, way into the playoffs and I don't even feel like if they won and got in, it should be um, enough to where everyone's safe. But I damn sure don't feel like if they back their way in or don't get in at all, everyone should be safe. You know what I'm saying? So that's just necessarily how I feel. Um, I feel like the Bears, we should ask for more from that organization. They should ask for more for themselves for the amount of money they spend on that defense.
0: That's facts. But you know, the bears gonna bear. So we'll see how they, we'll see how they- They gonna, they gonna bear, they, gonna, they bear. gonna bear. So we'll see if they stay around, but let's just say for some reason, a miracle comes out of the woodworks and the, the pandemic ultimately changes their minds for some reason and all three of these guys are, are gone. Mm. Who would you replace them with?
1: That's a, that's a good question and a hard question because huh, who's open, like the name, who are the name names that are open? Like I, we don't even really know. Like who are the supreme general managers and talent was I, I'll say this, and of course, he's black. I go after Lewis Riddick. Yes, I've sir. been a fan of Lewis Riddick for the long, but also it's because um, Lewis Riddick's connection, like to Andy Reid with the Eagles and that coaching staff and all of that. Um, he was a person that told us about Patrick Mahomes the season before he started starting that what the people were saying about Patrick Mahomes. I also think Lewis Riddick would get out of his own way to a certain degree. So that's why I I would definitely look at Lewis Riddick. Um, You know, I would want to say someone in the Belichick, uh, one of his personnel people, but they they all fail when they leave him. It's him. You know, like I can't, it's, 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 when I look at it, it's, it's him. Um, But yeah, definitely Lewis Riddick. I, I I know one of the things we talked about is coaching. Uh, some of the conversations is Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator with Kansas mm-hmm. City. I still see Andy Reid with a really big play sheet in front of him. And I, 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 I know that Eric Bieniemy has taken on a lot more work than Matt Nagy did because what he's been doing at least for three seasons, at least two to three seasons now. Well, mm-hmm. three, because he took over after Matt Nagy left. And Matt Nagy had only been doing it for some games. And what they also said that Andy Reid took it back, but Andy Reid kind of covered from Matt Nagy and said, you know, basically that's not what happened. Quasi-quasi, maybe it did. Uh, in a way. Um, but I don't know, one, how much Andy Reid is still controlling the, those plays. But two, I'll say this I don't know what, depending on, let's just say, like, if um, you said all three, let's say Ryan Pace is here and Matt Nagy is gone. If I'm any coach, let alone Eric Benamy, and, and I kind of heard about him from my former guy that I know in Matt Nagy, why I want to go there. Also, if Ryan Pace is still here, he may get fired next year. So if I'm going to get a job, why am I going to get a job where I got a lane? And he's got a one year left too. Matt Nagy has two. Why am I going to get a job with a lane duck GM? So now what? They probably keep me for another year and let the the, the new GM pick his guy because of my contract. But that guy's going to be looking for his guy or looking to scapegoat me at some point. Because usually if you come in and there's a coach, they give you another coach. You may get two, but you at least get one, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if pace is in here, but again... Um, it's I don't see the guys that you used to see where it's like man this 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 most of those guys man got jobs um, so I, I I don't see the the, the the coaching trees like there's no coaching tree like I don't somebody tell me who Sean Payton's offensive coordinator is and how how many players does he call how how in control of the offense is he you know what I'm saying then those those are some of the people that necessarily I would be looking for when you ask me that question. You know what I'm saying? God, God, tell me when it's humming, humming, coming at you, uh, who's calling the plays up there in uh, Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Like those have, and that doesn't even have to be, I'm trying to think of like exceptionally strong defenses. And like the only- what, I, about, I'm looking,
0: what, a, what about what's going on in Tampa right now? You got Byron Leftwich as your old offensive coordinator. He's been there for a little bit with under Bruce Arians and you saw I mean, what he did with Jameis. I mean, I mean, although Jameis was bad uh, you yeah. know, with the turnovers. Uh, but but the way he was racking up them TDs. So and
1: we do we get left with the TDs, but we don't give them the interception. Right? <laughs> Again, Jameis is the one making the decision, so I'm I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, uh, but see the thing is I need to know how malleable Byron Leftwich is, because it seems like with Bruce Arians. B.A. isn't as malleable and he's like, you know, half of the game, we're going to play uh, uh, risk it, uh, risk it, no biscuit. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we gonna realize we got a stationary quarterback that we need to keep a tight end on a chip. Right. And pre- Max protect his ass so he can get the ball out and do get to dinking and dumping. And also Tom Brady still has a nice arm and go downfield with the ball. I don't, So I wonder how much of that. Byron Leftwich is calling and this Byron Leftwich is he the person that's like BA we got to switch to Tom's to the Tom style right we, we tried your style mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? so those are some of the thoughts that I would have to have because it, bringing in Tom Brady I never got why it was still going to be this vertical this total vertical passing game of course you're going to have vertical uh schemes in it because you know how to do it and once the, you, you open up the field through one running the damn ball you would not just say through play action, you was going to get, you're going to get safeties probably coming down or looking a little bit more. You're going to be able to go vertical a little bit easier. And plus you got five guys that can catch. You know what I'm saying? Like just, if just play football. You're going to be able to go vertical. Just if you play fundamental football, you're going to be able to go vertical and not always have to max protect. But when you're like, man, we just passing this rocket going vertical with this old QB and he can't move his feet. It's going to be an issue. Uh, but I wouldn't be upset uh, with Byron Leftwich. I've definitely been a fan since Marshall. You know what I'm saying uh, with Byron Leftwich. But I, I again, I don't, I don't even have my posts. This is something I felt like I used to have my posts on more uh, back in the days. But also because I feel like everyone's been ran through, and we've kind of the new names have proven not to be who we thought they were going to be uh, necessarily. Because look at uh, look at like Lance Lynn. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a year a year ago. You like yeah you look at the charges now it's like son what is you doing right now i hate to say that <laughs> poor brother it's like dude right like no bro you're gonna be out here he listen you like him because he's gonna probably be looking for a job All <laughs> <laughs> right, unfortunately yeah. you know what i'm saying so it, it, i look at those types of situations look at college coaches you know what i'm saying like can you get uh, um can you get Day from uh Ohio State to come here. Mm-hmm. Can you get um Lincoln Riley? You know, somebody sooner or later is gonna get Lincoln Riley, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, what I'm saying if we already see Urban Myers, two teams at least are on him. And this week he has to say what he has before he brings the murderous elite to whatever city he's gonna bring to the, <laughs> the NFL. Um, so I don't, I, I I'm just gonna say it for sure. I don't know, but I would like to finally see Lewis Riddick get a chance at actually doing it because i say this too. <laughs> Um, Matt Millen with the Detroit Lions. Now, I could be wrong. I don't believe he was a front office person before getting that job. I believe he was a guy that was doing games and, and talking football, and people enjoyed it and thought, with his intelligence, that he would be able to, that would be able to, to be able to for family transfer to him being a good general manager until he drafted every receiver possible for like four or five straight years. Right. <laughs> And I don't feel like Lewis Riddick could do that, but also Lewis Riddick does have front office uh, experience. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So it's not like you're getting someone who's just, I mean, he's actually had to do the talking head thing to prop up the fact that he's done the job in the past. So I would be interested in what he has to say because I don't want to just say he sounds good. I think his reasoning appeals to me. Right.
0: Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see what the Bears do now that we're coming down towards the end of the season. And, you know, we we have one final shot to finally get in. What do you think? You, are they going to get in? I hope they don't. Oh, Lord. I, <laughs> no, no. I hope this is the one time. This is the one time I'm like, go, Pat, go. The one time.
1: <laughs> I said, go, Pat. Go. <laughs> That's the one time. Oh, no.
0: The one time I'm like, a hey, Rod, do your thing, brother. Do your thing. Hey. This this can double check your way. Out, kick it out the stadium. Do it. State yeah, Farm will be proud. I'm gonna be proud. Shout you out to the
1: farm. You better be rooting. <laughs> you better be rooting for the Rams, because I don't think they them. I don't think they beat them. Listen, if they beat the pack, all right. If they if yeah. they go, if they beat the pack, hats off to you, right? I don't think they're beating the pack. So if the Rams, you better hope for the backup for the Rams. But see, I don't even think the thing, the backup for the Rams may work. Because they'd be like, dude, we just want to play action. We ain't, just don't do with Jared Goff be out here doing too much, <laughs> right? Like, right. this defense is phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what you would be necessarily getting. Uh, again, you mentioned names. Like, I can't get a Sean McVay. I still think Sean McVay is special at his job. You know what I'm saying? But. They, they signed Jared Goff to that contract, which made no sense whatsoever. Right. When you knew, like, I don't I understand when you have a commodity. You think your head coach is a commodity, right? All right, right, don't you don't have to strap him down with something that isn't going to necessarily live up and benefit his talent. Yeah, you drafted this kid, but this isn't back in the days, the last contract, Sam Bradford, where you got 40 million, 50 million guaranteed. You could have let Jared Goff walk you got a stud. Look at, for instance, like the 49ers, right? Mm-hmm. 49ers may move away from Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you worried? No, because they got Kyle Shanahan. Right. And you know, if they get if Kyle Shanahan get a guy that's just good, consistently good, right? Consistently, consistently good, you going to have a problem on your hands with what he can do offensively, let alone he make running sexy. Right. He's, he's one of the few guys that make running set. Like, if you think about how well they can run a ball, if they had someone who could throw the rock, right? Like, so, you know, like if, if, if I would, so in saying that, and they look at that the 49ers, for instance, how the contract set up, they can let Jimmy go after giving Jimmy all that money. It's not going I don't think it's gonna be as punitive as it would have been this year or the years past, but still like you, you don't take, don't take something that's supremely talented. That's like you being a great writer And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? And again, if you, if you're a great writer, you got to rise to occasion, but I want to put you on something that you're not interested in whatsoever. So yeah, at times you pop and stuff because you're a great writer, but it's really not feeding you the, 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 the ingenuity that you would have. And it's not propelling you, you know what I'm saying? To what you would naturally do because you like it. This is what you feel, you know what I'm saying? And so that's, that would be one of the things when I'm just talking about with Sean McVay that I wouldn't have done. And we thought we had a, us a Sean McVay. Sean McVay got McNaggy a job. McNaggy should send at least fifteen hundred dollars to fifteen thousand <laughs> over to Sean McVay. But yeah, I, I think the real concern when we're looking at the Bears getting to the playoffs is the Rams Cardinals game because I don't think the Bears are going to beat uh, the pack. With the pack needing to play uh, to secure the first buy, the first buy in the NFC.
0: Before we end this Bears talk i gotta ask you this question man you know mitch on the last year of his deal he can't be franchise tagged you know bring him back on a one-year deal don't you
1: franchise, don't you franchise tag mitch
0: don't I'm you, just, that's, that's the talk way, of the town man listen, whoa,
1: whoa, <laughs> that's the whoa. talk of the town that's the whoa, talk whoa, of the wait, town wait all right listen listen now i'll say this much That's a lot of money to pay Mitch. Now, I would love to give Mitch a two-year deal Mm -hmm. with even an option in the second year or a two-year deal in the third year. It's a a team option is what I prefer. But giving Mitch, what's the franchise for QBs? Now, like 27 or something? It's got to be crazy, right? It's up there. It's a 25 at least, right? Give Mitch a one-year $25 million deal. Listen, for him, great. (laughs) <laughs> right, like, for, especially, especially. Look, think about this. If Mitch, if Mitch plays his his way into getting franchise tag like that, no. Matter of fact, it was thirty million dollars because that got thirty million dollars this past year. Think he got thirty one, right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be like thirty. It would probably stay that way because the cap is going to be going to shrink or stay the same, right? But Mitch get thirty one million dollars, right? Plays good. Sure, he can go and get thirty more mil or get along <laughs> That'd be crazy. But no, I would want to appeal to um, seeing if Mitch is willing to take a a deal to where, um, one, because think about this, you got to think about the cap, right? Mm -hmm. Because what the hell is Nick Foles going to do? Nick Foles is Otto Porter, all right? you like, Otto, you go opt out and leave that 20-something million dollars and the market isn't looking good? Hell no. And I'll come off the bench just to collect that check, right? right? Otto Porter, like, you want me to go sit down? I got you. (laughs) <laughs> right, <laughs> drink some of this, drink some of this champagne, girl. <laughs> right, you look at you and, and that. So, Nick Foles is in that situation because how his contract was set up, where they gave him the opt out. That opt out was for one: if Mitch plays well, he can opt out and leave. But two: if he plays well, he can jump back in the market, and the Bears have to pay him more money. Right? Neither, ne- neither thing really happened until now. Mitch played well, but. Nick Foles has tanked his market as far right. as getting real real money. He's his market is tanked. Now I can't put it all on him. I gotta put some of I gotta put larger that on Matt Nagy too, but he's tanked it. So what you gonna give up that money? You're right where and mm-hmm. also in a, where the pandemic is taking place. Who the hell is out there like, man, you know what I need? I need a Nick Foles. Like, hey, look, Philadelphia got Jalen Hurts. I mean, as far as if even if you're looking at trying to have him go back at, at uh, Carson Wentz and trying to figure out which one of those. That's not going to happen because they got Jalen Hurts unless, you know, they they move uh, Carson Wentz and want to have a vet behind Jalen Hurts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's a, that's, a, that's an interesting scenario because Carson Wentz is on the move. You know, he, he could be on the move. He wants to be on the move. He, yep. He I could. ain't trading anyone. I ain't, guess what, Carson? <laughs> You're going to be here next year, buddy. You know, because one, it hurts them. Like the cap, cap wise, it hurts them. And like you can't have both of them. And you know, Jalen Hurts is on a, a, a nice rookie deal, right? We right. don't really have to make a move to him because he's a second round pick till next year. Cause what you got at least for three years right. when they when they're a second round pick before you have to give them that, because you can't give they don't get the fifth year. I think the fourth year is where you could sit there and and uh, and uh, and hit them with the um what's the name to where you know somebody has to match it or whatever. Um so no dude, I'm not I'm not moving Carson Wentz for nothing. Carson Wentz is gonna sit his ass down. Right, that you were out there doing that, like, and you guys gonna make it work? You know what I'm saying? At least to where when we could trade, like, first of all, I gotta get your stock back up, dude. I'm not. Are you nuts? Like, like I'm like, no, like, so I mean, so I'm gonna trade Carson Wentz and take a take dead money on the cap to get what a second round because I mean, maybe it's it, listen. There may be teams out there that think they can figure them out and maybe it give you a, a back end of the first. But still, even getting back here to what you're asking about with Mitch. I would prefer them to give Mitch a two year deal because you gotta look at the fact you have to re-sign uh, uh, Allen Robinson and you can't right now. And so now when we we're talking about re-signing Allen Robinson we weren't talking about re-signing Mitch, right? Right Now you're talking about having to re-sign Allen Robinson. You got players that are getting to the end of their 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 deals already and getting older and King Hicks. Uh, Kyle Fuller has probably got like a year that's so left on his deal. Maybe it's two years or whatever. Um, But these also players you can look at as getting the extensions and also those extensions may lower the cap hit. And that's also a reason why with Mitch, I don't want to give him the franchise tag because I need to lower that cap hit so we can try to figure out and massage this money around for this upcoming season. Cause really what we're looking at right now, unless they catch lightning in the bottom next year is what matters to where if all these guys are coming back, they prove that it's not a fluke. And if if we're going to really let bill laser be the play call, but you saw in this past game, Start looking a little bit like Matt Nagy was calling some of those plays. That run, they stopped, they stopped running the ball. Mm-hmm. Mitch is just throwing it, throwing it, throwing it, throwing it, throwing it, throwing it, throwing it. And it's just like, hmm, like you know, Matt Nagy was like, listen, Bill, it's the Jags. <laughs> I'm gonna need this. Listen, I right, let me get, I'm gonna get some of this. I'm gonna get some of this. All right, I'm gonna get some of this. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, I don't look, I, I with Mitch again, I would hopefully wanna give him a smaller deal. But you, this is the thing too with Mitch, dude. There may be some, some teams out there that think they know what they can do with them. And mm-hmm. the money may not be the same that the Bears could give him or it may be equal, but he can look at the opportunity as being better. Because one, if Matt Nagy's gonna be back, why do I wanna be with Matt Nagy? Right. So if if um, if Bill Belichick comes to call, if 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 Jimmy Garoppolo is let go from the thing about the team that that traded, get the horn swaggled. Uh, Ryan Pace into thinking that they or somebody else was taking Mitch to trade up one spot mm-hmm. for Mitchell Trubisky, right? If he ends up as a 49er, but still just, I mean, there's some uh, attractive if they're, if they're open to him, there's some attractive head coaches. I don't want to say markets. I want to say head coaches that you can be like, man, you know, this dude, he can set me up to where I can get paid. Right. He can set right. me up to where I can win. People look at me as a bust. If I get with him, people going to be looking at me like, man, they was wrong, I'm the man. You could be uh, um, what Jim Plunkett with, uh, with the Raiders as far as where he was drafted by New England, I believe, and was a bust and got to the Raiders. And I think he was, got two Super Bowl MVP's, at least, at least one, or a regular season, this is before my time. Right. Um, but just looking at you, you can be that type of guy. It kind of goes back to our conversation with superstars in the NBA. Listen, that guy I trust with my future. I don't know about you. You know what I'm saying? But that guy has a proven track record. I go with him. Even if I don't stay with him in the long term, he can sit there and shape my market to where I can at least get paid if I just don't stay with him so we can try to rack up titles and whatnot.
0: I don't know. All I need y'all, all all I need the Bears to do is just pay A-Rob. We okay. If you pay A-Rob... I, I'll be able to sit back with my beer and just and be okay and be able to tolerate Mitch. That's all I ask, man. Just pay, just pay, pay my man's a Rob, and I'll, I'll somewhat still support. Okay. <laughs> <I> <laughs> everybody everybody listening right now, you're listening to the Ken Davis. Ken, it's the new year coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, 2020 has been something else, as we can say. A lot. A lot. Yeah. You thought about what type of resolutions have you thought about maybe doing
1: for yourself? Mm, that's a good question. Saying that
0: you actually, you know, follow through uh, <laughs> on the resolutions.
1: I no, definitely being healthier. Um, looking at the pandemic, looking at all the losses that we've all had this year from deaths. Um, living healthier. Um, being uh, being more curious as far as just knowledge. You know, um, being a better parent. Trying to set my kids up better with the way that they think, uh, the way they go about things, and spirituality, Um, living life, um, being in the house as much. um, You you realize how much stuff you miss out on and how fleeting this lifespan is. Uh, Living life and giving them a lot of memories, my family a lot of memories. Um, That's basically really one of the things. Just and being um, providing more comfort uh, financially. You know what I'm saying? Coming up with more revenue streams to provide more comfort and uh, to grow myself into being some type of boss. I would want it, that. I would want to be. What about yourself?
0: I concur with everything but the parenting because I ain't having kids yet, bro. Oh,
1: don't rush on that. One.
0: <laughs> Slow down. Slow down.
1: <laughs> Slow down, bro. You don't need that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but you're absolutely right. Um, I'm definitely along the same lines. Just continuing to grow, educate. You know, I'm doing my thing at grad school. Now, DePaul, so yeah, great! DePaul. Congratulations
1: at DePaul, man. Yeah. Love seeing you on the morning show.
0: Yep, appreciate that. So I'm, I'm, you know, continuing to grow, get that um education network, um, and continue just to put in that grind, man. You know, we're a grinding group, we're a grinding family, and uh, you know, continuing to play the way, play the patient game, but also seize the opportunities when they come up, right. and um, you know, continuing to grind and better myself in every in every facet. Mentally, You'll physically, spiritually. You're gonna get of.
1: there. You'll get there. It's not even a question. It's just uh when it's gonna happen. It's not even a question you're gonna get there, man. Su to you as always. <laughs> My dude. <laughs> 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 My dude. <laughs> we from Chicago, y'all. We didn't we didn't. We didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> what you got coming up next, man? Um, definitely um getting back into getting to some interviews You we kind of went away from I kind of I'd let, I got to let Ryan rock. Ryan uh, wants to do a show. I'm like, dude, he was talking about going to Vegas for, the, for New Year's. I'm like, just go. Right? <laughs> Enjoy us. Just go. Uh, bring, trying to get consistent. Definitely uh, looking to uh, bring you. Definitely you got to do more flips um, to grow that out. Yeah. Uh, but stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, more consistency. Also just looking at a different way to do it or a different way to present oneself. Um, I, I guess that's what it is. a different way to accentuate the attributes that are your God-given talents, and I, I think that's one of the uh, focuses that I, I really want because I think there's a lot of um, different lanes for for us, but we get caught up in trying to do the lane like we've seen the lane necessarily been done, instead right. of looking into oneself and trying to exploit your own God-given talents. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's something I haven't done enough of, let alone consistently, and just grinding on it so um that's one of the things that this year as i delve into this being the year of um uh, i'll kind of say doing it by myself but i got ryan and it's not my show it's ryan and my show you know what i'm saying um but that's definitely what I'm looking forward to. just man it's it's out there and if not it's not out there at least i gave it a good try
0: Nah, you're gonna make it out there too, big bro. Cause 'cause you've been doing this thing for years, putting out great content. And you know, it's all gonna come back full circle. Shout out to D. Thank
1: you, sir. (laughs) All those bears, those damn. I can tell you back when the T formation was just a little T.
0: Luckman,
1: Miss Sid Luckman (laughs) used to smoke dope.
0: Never change, Ken. Never change. Shout out to D. <laughs> shout out to shout D, former co-host on the D and the Davis show. I miss you, D. We all miss you. Definitely. Like, definitely. you definitely had a hell of a co-worker. Cause this dude's hilarious. <laughs> I uh, appreciate it, bro. Where can everybody follow you? Follow you on social media, man.
1: That's Davis. Um follow that Davis show. Uh, but that Davis on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. Um follow that for our Ryan, follow Ryan at uh Ryan B Ski and Ryan B. Ski One. Also with the flip, Sydney Brown. Follow Sydney at Sick 80. Again, looking forward to. Uh, I don't know if we do a flip this weekend, but next weekend, I look forward to you being there. Just you know, growing out of our brands. So shout out to Kyle. Everything that's taking place at Regal Radio, Jude and Drew. Um, you know, saying all, all the cats over there, man. Just keep up the work. I'm definitely proud of y'all. I'm definitely proud of you know, saying ITS. I like the name. I like the acronym. It's dope. All right, like ICS, like that's dope, that's a dope acronym, man. But uh, definitely keep doing it, brother, man. We're looking at you, and we're definitely and we're always proud of you. Now, I
0: appreciate that for real, big bro. And everybody, listen, you can follow me on social media at that guy, Josh Hicks, on Instagram and on Twitter at jhicks042. Continue to follow War Media on all podcast channels via War on Anchor as well as YouTube, War Media. Hit that subscribe button because as you can see, we are the ish. That being said, Ken, man, my big brother, I love you I appreciate you you know I gotta I, I gotta make more appearances on these shows I know you know like you know adulting is something else
1: <laughs> so yeah. um, also too I'm not just I'm not just your big brother you're my big brother too um age to a certain degree doesn't matter in the knowledge being given there's things that I can learn from you um I'm never one to be like uh somebody's uncle like because uh, to me you have to put in time for someone to be saying that's like, just because like you, somebody don't be like, oh yeah, that's uncle so-and-so like, no, you know, so I appreciate it because we have spent time together, but yeah, um, yeah I, I see you um, and definitely uh, keep, I can see where you're going with it. You know what I'm saying? Just keep your nose to the ground, man. And you're definitely going to get there. Shout out to you with the house. I know you're going to be out there with the silk robes, smoking jacket. <laughs> that's going to get you, that may me <laughs> the trouble right there, right? That may be the trouble right there, but uh, definitely proud of you, man. And, just keep to the ground, stay healthy, as always, man, and just take care of yourself. That's the only thing I ask, man. I don't, I don't need anybody else uh, being sick and being in the hospital, you know what I'm saying? it's so not alone someone close to me, um, someone who's a friend like you. And that's to all our brothers, man, you know what I'm saying? I need to go get checked out. I was supposed to have a colonoscopy this year, but I was afraid to go due to the pandemic. So that's still gotta be taken care of this year. So you, know, you never know, man. But definitely, I think that's the thing, man. Uh, take care of yourself. Um, this is a real fleeting ass life. You know what i'm saying and um live it too that's one thing i i you said that i gotta live life more yeah, that's i have to live this life um and stop walking through it sometimes and, or just letting it walk past me oh that's
0: real though and i appreciate that we definitely got to do better i'm gonna make more appearances on your shows and uh back course, at you
1: ask me any i'm here anytime you need me man just ask me i'm here i'm finally i made it i made it finally <laughs> <laughs> Right,
0: I gotta say the best for last. Right, it's 2020. It's 2020. God, <laughs>
1: man. she was like, "I'm gonna have this holidays ain't nobody coming on. I'm gonna see if I can. You coming on? Okay, okay, yeah. You know, back back in the day, when me and Butterbean used to shoot up right on the West. Listen, West Side was different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. OG. that's that's davis everybody that's ken <laughs> davis ken big dog i appreciate you i'm gonna got to keep up with the, everything that you're doing back at and you. hope you have a good new year i had Thank to bring you. i had to bring i had to end this year with a bang and Thank i you. and you definitely brought the heat as always my band so appreciate, appreciate you it, keep doing your thing we'll stay in touch and
1: talk soon always man be <laughs>